Welcome back, friends, family, near, far. You have made it back to another episode of Doable Discipleship. My name is Jason Wheeland, and you are... Brandon Robinson. That is right. And this is um, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as everybody loves to call it... A show that helps you grow. You know what, Brandon? I want to hear more excitement in that. The show that helps you grow. There we go. There we go. The show that helps you grow. grow. I heard the chorus of everybody saying it all together. Um, Brandon, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah? Doing well today. Cool. I'm glad to hear you. I'm doing well. I see that you are repping Adidas. Is that your brand of choice? Uh, I'm a free agent. Okay. So I'm not a Nike guy or Adidas guy. Apparently on the Michael Jordan documentary, I haven't been watching it, but I heard about this part. Um, Michael Jordan apparently preferred Adidas. He did. But then switched to Nike. His mom had to convince him to take the meeting with Nike. With Nike. So this was the whole thing? And then, yeah, they threw a whole lot of money at him. Hmm. And he was like, okay, you guys got me. <laughs> and now he's just like one with Nike. Now, they're yeah. Like, they are symbiotic. one. Anyway, um, that was beside the point. Um, so we, uh, first off, we podcast just wanna... is not sponsored by Nike or Adidas. That's true. They don't give us any money. <laughs> However, we will accept phone calls. <laughs> no. Um, um, we have a couple of fun updates that we wanted to share with you before we get into, uh, what we're talking about today. First off, um, this month of May, the year 2020 marks the three year anniversary of doable discipleship. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. Three years of, of um, I was going to say great content, but that's for you to decide. I, don't, I mean, I'm biased. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to get to be with you guys for three years. And um, I can't believe that it, it's gone so fast. Are you signing up for three more years, Jason? I haven't received my, uh, my tender yet, but uh, <laughs> I will I will see. <laughs> um, no, we are excited to keep the show going every yes, week. Every yes. Tuesday, we got something for you. Um, also, with this three-year mark in this May, we are um, literally, if you were hearing this on the Tuesday it came out, we would have just reached our one millionth engagement. That's one pretty million. cool. That's one exciting. million uh, different engagements. So whether it's through the podcast, the downloads, or whether it's through... Views on YouTube, uh, one million. So that's really exciting. Thank that's, you, guys. Yes, it's really a testament to you guys and wanting to be a part of the show with us and wanting to learn and wanting to spend time with God, wanting to, as we say, deepen your faith and grow. Um, so um, thank you for making that possible. It's really cool. Absolutely. So um, yeah, it's a party here today. It is a party. It Festive is. mood. We feel good. A million views. Oof. listens. That's awesome. Thank you to you guys. Yeah. And we're excited to keep going. Definitely. Definitely. So today, what we wanted to do today is kind of put a little capstone on um, everything that we've been talking about for the last couple of months with these idea of spiritual antidotes. Um, we've been going through this stay at home period, this crisis period. It's kind of, you know, it's changed a lot of different things. A lot has changed. A lot has been learned. And so what we wanted to kind of do was tie a little bow on um, us talking kind of about this and talk about some things that we have learned or we have ha- have taken away um, as a result of kind of this this period of time. It is, it is a part of history. Right. Um, and so 
we don't want to have gone through this and with you know everything that has happened we don't want to to be on the other side of it without having grown or changed in some way yes and absolutely so i think for i think i think for us it, it can be a couple of different things it could be something that um that had been true and we just really appreciated it in a different way or it can be something that we're that we didn't know or didn't partake in or didn't engage with and now we have learned from it and want to adopt it into our lives yeah so um that's what we're going to be talking about today and i hope that you have things that you have been thinking about um that that you have learned or that you have grown in some ways that you want to see continue or that you know that you want to bring with you um, after this crisis period has kind of ended. Um, so that's kind of a hint at what the doable section of today will be. Um, but to start us off, Brandon, kick us off with what is kind of the first thing that you have learned or valued uh, out of this time. You know, it's one of those things that is, it seems like the low-hanging fruit, um, but community. You know, as, even as I was listening back to our community episode, um, like I said, it's one of those things that you're like, yeah, I know that I need to be committed to my community. I need to, um, you know, be with and see other people. But I think this time period has heightened that for me hmm. or brought a, a different different lens for me. Um, our small group, we've been doing this thing uh, on Netflix. It's called okay. Netflix Party. Yes, I've heard about this. So it's pretty cool. It, basically, you download it onto your computer. It's an extension on your browser, so whatever browser you use. And then instead of like, okay, on the phone, like everyone plus play, plus play at the same time, one, <laughs> two, three, go, you know, we all sign into it mm. and there's a chat and then you just play it on your computer. So we, our small group, we've been watching, uh, it's this cooking show, this guy travels around the world, not Anthony Bourdain, um, but kind of like a similar thing. Um, Wait, what's the name? Something Chang. Oh, David Chang show? David Chang. Yes. He's like okay. a famous chef, I think. Yes. I honestly didn't know much about him until I started watching. I just saw he's on a podcast that I listened to. Yeah. Right? So he's like going around the country, around the world, and um, talking about food. That's cool. Culturally, the significance of it. And it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But I, what I'm finding that I'm enjoying more, it's a good show. Yeah. You should watch it. It's pretty yeah. nice. But um, it's really, it's just fun to be with our small group. That's cool. You know, we're not on video. We can't see each other. We can just chat. But it's, I don't know, something about it is cool to be, we're participating in the same thing at the same time. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. And House Party, this app. Have you yeah, heard you've about, talked about have it. Have I talked about it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, my family, my wife's side, of, that side of my family, we've been doing it. And it's been so much fun. It's really simple. You just download the app. You don't have to like sign in or do anything. It's just, as soon as someone in your little friend group pops on it'll just say like you know like tell them so like your dad's in the house Join it's like house oh party. cool yeah and you can you just swipe and it takes you into an immediate like video chat with that person yeah um so that's been fun just to pop in i found myself having more conversations with my parents with um yeah just just with my family uh so just that deepening sense of community i'm learning that that is much more important than i would probably have admitted before. And it's one of those things that I want to continue. I want to continue to do, you yeah. know, cause when you can see people in person, I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't have the same, it's, you take it for granted. You go, well, I'll, I'll see that person, 
you know, you have your regular, I'll see that person on Wednesday or I'll see that person, but you're not having real meaningful, um, interactions. You're just seeing that person. Um, so it's been really great to have, to talk with my parents, with my family, um, with my church family, my small group and just hang out. Yeah. Um, and I really want to continue that. Yeah. I, I would say the same thing. We, um, I talk with my family now all the time. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not that we didn't talk before, but we didn't talk nearly as much as we do. Right. It's like, why don't I, why don't we do this more? Yeah. Like my sister, um, lives in Paraguay. And so you're the most interesting man in the world. Your family is all across the globe. <laughs> I have family in a lot it of different is, places. I'm still just learning. You're like an onion, just layer by I, layer. I know. I don't know if I've ever about talked about her on the show, but she, um, hi, Michelle. Um, she, um, is a teacher at a private school, uh, down in Paraguay. Um, that's where she met her husband and they're now married down there. They both cool. teach at the school. Cool. But, um, anyway, so, um, she and we talk on FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it is, like every couple of days. And so, you know, my one-year-old son loves to see her and, and, and nice. play and, and she, you know, we just catch up. And then our family does family Zoom dinners, um, like every other Sunday night kind of stuff. And like, it was my other sister's birthday last weekend. So we did a Zoom birthday family thing and whatnot. So yeah, we spend a lot of time with, with my family and even just conversations. Like if I'm out walking the dog, and I'll see like our neighbors and we've, we've talked with them before, but our conversations now are usually a bit longer. And I think it's cause we appreciate, um, totally, you know, having a conversation face to, you know, conversation in a way that we didn't value or we didn't appreciate it as, you know, in the same way. It was almost like we took advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, before where you just yeah. didn't appreciate it. And now it's like, you're, like, it means oh, yes, something. I don't want to lose it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, community's definitely been a big one. And I think a lot of people are 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 appreciating the value of it more, too, because mm-hmm. of this. The first one I wanted to talk about was the value of anchoring. And what I mean by that is that times of crisis and times of, you know, everything that we talked about with the Spiritual Antidote series, fear, hopeless, you know, all these different stress, all that different stuff, those times can often just blow us back and forth. You know, we feel like we can just be carried by, you know, the news cycle or carried by stress, you know, just Mm -hmm. and just constantly have the news on and watching all the updates and it can just, it could have this great effect on us. Kind of the winds of change can blow us back and forth, but having a solid anchor in the truth, a solid anchor in in who God is, what you know about God, your relationship with God, your spiritual practices, the values that you have as an individual and a family, as having those as anchors keeps you from getting blown about. Mm. You know, the Bible talks about this, and it, and there's such a strong value placed on having your anchor that I think as I've been able to look back, it's just, it's, it's so vital for us to have. And as Christians, we have that. We have a solid anchor in Scripture. We have a solid anchor in our prayer life, a solid anchor 
in our quiet times, our relationship with God, our community, you know, spiritual practices like silence and solitude or journaling, you know, all these different things that keep us rooted in in hope, in rooted in truth, in rooted in love, and rooted in um, what it means to be a child of God, rooted in the fact that we can worship and not worry, or rooted in the fact that we can have joy even in the hardest of circumstances. You know, like yeah, like these. I, I think the I think times of great stress, even global stress. To me, it just amplifies the need for anchoring. Yeah, that's absolutely. I like the way you put that anchoring. Um, for me, I was going to say one of the things I'm learning is just the importance. I've been journaling more, um, getting some pockets of quiet in the day, silence, uh, some of these different spiritual habits or spiritual practices. I'll just sit on my porch and I'll sit there and just have some silence and some quiet. And, you know, there's kids playing on their bikes and stuff. It's not like totally quiet, but it's just nice to sit and be in the presence of God and not be trying to do anything or study for something or make it productive. I'm just sitting. And I really like that anchoring language. You gave me language to why I'm enjoying that time so much. Um, yeah. And I think it's exactly that. Like it's making me feel anchored uh, to God, anchored to his presence and even the other day, um, this was, I think on Sunday, I was talking with my wife and I said, babe, I don't think I've like had a quiet time or I've done any of this since, I think since Thursday. And I mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. I feel irritable. Sure. <laughs> like, I'm just, that's the best way to put it. I just felt irritable. Yeah. Just, you know, everything is getting on my nerves. Um, I want to just go lay down and I'm trying to like, you know, like troubleshoot in my head. Like, why do I feel this <laughs> way? Nothing wrong or nothing bad has happened. And it was that, like, I wasn't taking that time, um, to anchor myself to God. And I didn't have those times of silence to be with God or journaling. I've been doing that as well. Mm-hmm. That's been really helpful. Um, just those quiet times I'm learning again. It's one of those things that I don't want to say I take it for granted, but I think having less of a routine exposes it more. Mm-hmm. exposes the need for it more because, you know, when we're in office, when we're working, it's like, okay, I get up at this time. I'm in the car by this time. I show up to the office here and then we start doing what we do. Um, and it's easy to, your day is so much more structured, but when you lose that with us being at home and it's, you know, I could start my day at nine. I could start it at eight thirty. I could start at eight. There's real, there's really no like, yeah, you know, I need to be responsible. <laughs> Can't start it at two, but but losing those markers of time, um, what I'm supposed to be doing, when I'm supposed to be doing it, has I think exposed my need for more. That I need those pockets of journaling. That I need those pockets of time where I can just be in God's presence, or I can just read read the Word and pray. Um, yeah, those anchoring moments. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's been huge. Yeah, the Bible hits it so hard. It talks about, I mean, it talks about anchoring. It talks about being rooted and having deep roots, strong roots. It talks about building your house on solid rock and not on sand. Mm. Like, it talks about the vine that needs to stay connected. Like, there's all of these great images to what it means to have a strong foundation. 
and um, it's it's meant so that when these times come, when change or tension or transition or external factors start trying to impact your life, that you stay firm and that you know the truth and that God's word is planted firmly in your heart. Like that's the, that's, that's one of the big reasons yeah. <laughs> why the Bible hits it so hard. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it's just, I, I think that value has just been made more and more evident mm-hmm. through this time. Um, what's your second one, Brandon? Well, um, I kind of talked about it, but I think, well, another thing, uh, our conversation with Kay. Yeah. Uh, I listened to it and I was thinking about it and, the part that really stuck out to me was the negative thinking patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I just wanted to do like an internal audit of like, how am I doing hmm. on these things? And the one that really jumped out to me was all or nothing thinking. And what I'm learning is, you know, it's easy to go, okay, all or nothing. Um, I'm either really good at it or I'm really bad at it. Now, if I'm really bad at it, I'm a horrible person um, and I should never do it again. You know, it's so you, it either leads to being prideful. I'm really good at this. I'm this is the best. I'm the best. Or it leads to despair of I'm horrible at this and therefore I'm a horrible person. And then now you're totally in the dumps. Um, and I've recognized that pattern of thinking in me. And one of the things that I'm learning is uh, these it, they're, to see them more as growth points. It's not that I'm bad at it, or if I am bad at it, there's something that I can grow in that doesn't mean I, I am a failure. Um, it just means that, okay, this is an area that I can improve. This is an area that I can grow. Um, and also with the mindset of, I don't have to be the best at this. Hmm. I won't be the best at this. And that is totally okay. That is fine. I don't, I don't need to be the best at everything. I can't know everything. I can't be the best at it. Um, and just coming to just slowing down enough to come to grips with that and go, and God still loves me and I'm still okay. Um, and there's plenty of places to grow and that's great. And you know, this is the show that helps you grow. That's (laughs) right. We, we, (laughs) there it is. Uh, (laughs) you know, we prioritize growth. It's a great thing, but it's a journey and it's a process. The arrival point is not being the best. So as I just sat and, reflected that was one of the things that i'm learning through this series of i don't have to fall into the trap of all or nothing yeah but i can even when i do feel myself going into that mindset okay i can pump the brakes to go okay let's pause i'm thinking this way i can stop thinking that way i can say this is not a correct way to think doesn't make it easier doesn't mean i won't think that way in 10 minutes or the next day but in the moment if i recognize it that's really good because the first part is recognizing and going, okay, I can grow here. Why do I feel like I'm falling into an all or nothing trap? I'm not a failure if I'm bad at this. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's been something I'm learning and that's been really, really good for me. That's good. That's good. Um, the second one I wanted to touch on was the value of communication. And, um, and for me, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it more in terms of your relationships specifically with like a marriage relationship Mm. and how like, I'm sure uh, a lot of people's relationships 
have probably been tested through this time, especially <laughs> if people are, are working from home or perhaps um, people have become unemployed or furloughed or whatever. But regardless of the situation, they're home more often together. And so the value of communication just, I think, skyrockets as people realize, uh, like, oh, wait, I need to I need to be better at how I communicate with my loved one or with my spouse or even with your children, even, you know, with friends or family or with bosses or, or coworkers. Like, I, I think when we change what is considered normal or usual, then one of the things that has to change too is how we communicate, mm. making sure that we are staying in communication and making sure that we are approaching our communication in a different way. Um, speaking back to the K episode that you had just mentioned, like she talked about how there was this emotional like um, battle almost that was going on at home and they had to figure out why. And it's because there was grief that they didn't know about because yeah. of all this change yeah. and stuff like that. And I think, I think it's just, I, I think that's one great example of the need to be able to communicate how you're feeling, what you're thinking, asking somebody else how they are feeling or what they are thinking and just, and how important it is to grow in our skills of communication and that how you may be used to communicating isn't necessarily the best way or the most productive way or the most effective way to have a deep and meaningful conversation, especially during times of tension or transition or whatnot. Um, I think I, or I imagine that a lot of people are learning this firsthand <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that they need to approach how they communicate a little differently and allow that your spouse or significant other or who, or, or your kids or your parents, whatever it is, may be going through things and needing mm -hmm. to process. And a part of that process is a part of communication. So I just think there's, there's so many facets um, to communication. And I think so often we take it for granted in that we just talk and so and assume somebody is listening and <laughs> that's all you think of it. Like, I'm going to say what I think the person I I'm guessing is listening and yeah. saying, <laughs> you know, and yes, I am listening to what the other person was saying we communicated, but there's like so much more to it. Um, you know, and even as we learn how to communicate, Digitally, like with Zoom meetings or calls or all, all the stuff that we were talking about in the community stuff too. It's also like having to change how we communicate because you don't have body language as a form of communication anymore. Yeah. And so you really need to be more intentional about your words um, or in, in to properly express what you're thinking or to ask questions because you can't read the room quote unquote, the uh, way that you could when you're That's a, a great point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in a way, it's something that's helpful so that even when we are back with people, it's still good to be able to to properly express what you're thinking or feeling without 
being like, oh, I hope this person sees that I'm making a grumpy face, you know, or, uh-huh. or, or, or that I'm starting horrible. to slouch because I'm bored, you know, like in the meeting, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's just, it's being more genuine almost with your words because you can't rely on your body yeah. to, you know, say things for you. So, um, I think there's something kind of in, helpful in that, um, to, just be thinking about for that when things do go to back to quote unquote normal. Yeah, no, that's great. I think you're totally right. It does put another, a, a different level of importance on your words because you can't communicate with your body. And there's so much of body language that we use to communicate that is kind of out the window now. Um, to, kind of, to that point, one of the things that's been helpful for my wife and I, we've been doing this thing where we go, okay, I want to say something, but beforehand or she wants to say something to me i'll go okay do you want me to listen or do you want me to respond mm-hmm. just affirm what you're saying or do you want me to give you my opinion i have to do this also sometimes, um yes. or vice versa <laughs> she will say that to me do you want me to listen to you do you want me just to yeah. affirm what you're saying or do you want me to give you my opinion um but having that extra layer of communication of um that's a really good question yeah, don't give me your opinion right now. Just listen to me. <laughs> I'm too fragile. <laughs> yeah. I'm I just too fragile need you to for support you to support me just and encourage me. Listen, support me. Maybe we'll come back later to Can we revisit uh, it tomorrow your with your thoughts. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, the heightened level of communication that that's so key. Uh another one for me is lament. Just even going back into the lament uh episode, I kind of mentioned to it, mentioned it earlier, but uh, I've been journaling more Yeah, and I did this journaling, um, webinar, I guess you would call it. Uh, and the guy, he broke it up into like four different quadrants. Like, mm-hmm. what are you glad about? What are you sad about? What are you mad about? And then the fourth one was like, what are you anxious about? Or what's making you feel anxious? And that's been really helpful for me. And that coupled with lament or the practice of lament of just being real and raw and honest with God has been extremely helpful, um, adding that level of transparency and vulnerability in my prayer life. And I think it's personalized my prayer life more. It's deepened my prayer life more. And I've been even going back into reading more of the Psalms Hmm. just to get more of a feel for it. And there's so much in there that uh, the psalmist or David is just like, can you say that to God? Is that okay? Um, That's really blunt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, getting more blunt in my prayers, not feeling like I have to make it polite and polish everything yeah. uh, has been a really a uh, breath of fresh air. Um, and I really want to make that more of a practice and coupling that with the practice of journaling has been really helpful just to write it and say it and have a record of it too. Yeah. Um, to be able to come back and go, okay, that's how I felt then. Where am I at now? Um, so yeah, that's been a huge learning for me yeah. during this time that I want to continue with. That's good. I like that. I think the final one that we wanted to talk about was uh, the value of creativity. I think being stuck at home uh, and trying to figure out what to do or, you know, I don't just want to, sit in front of the TV all day kind of stuff. Mm. So just kind of being a creative 
in how we spend our time and what we do and what entertains us and whatnot. And speaking personally, like with a one-year-old boy at home, like we got to be creative yeah, because (laughs) otherwise he's going to be bored out of his mind and it's just going to be hard. (laughs) (laughs) So like, like the other day, um, you know, I was sitting there, my wife was at a, a doctor's appointment and, um, and I was, getting, I was going like, okay, what are we going to do today? Ben, like we got some time. What are we going to do? And I didn't want, just want to read the same old books or play with the same blocks. Yeah. So I built him an obstacle course in the house. Ninja Warrior course? Like a Ninja Warrior course. Nice. For one year old. I mean, he's one. So like <laughs> I, I, I had him climbing over like boxes of diapers or crawling under chairs. That's cool. Or like having to like, you know, do things. I was trying to engage different kind of motor skills. Yeah. Um, for him, but and it's something that we've done over the past few days. We just do different, you know, reset the course in different ways or whatever. And so, just it, I just like the spark of creativity, and it just made me. And I, I know, um, I know other people who do like skits and stuff with their kids at home, oh, or cool. like they're trying to think of of different ways to just do things. Like like David, our producer, started baking. And that's like a, an act Producer Dave. of creativity, you yeah. know, making bread and pizza dough and brownies, I think you said, was the, was the more recent one. And so I've just seen different people kind of adopting new sorts of things. Like I'm trying to learn how to play guitar. I, I don't know how to play guitar. And so I'm trying to, I'm, I'm taking the time to try to learn how to, and it is hard. Yeah. Guitar is hard. Are your fingers the piano is much easier. On fire right I don't now? know. I, I just don't <laughs> understand why your fingers have to go in certain weird shapes and in ways to play chords. I piano does at least it makes more sense visually. P- like it just you. it's it does, it does make more sense. Like it, if I want to play a chord that's an octave higher, I just move yeah. my hand to the right. Yeah, it's it, yeah, and it's, you can just read the notes. Read yeah. the music. So, anyway, it, don't get me started. I'm trying to learn guitar. I'm really trying. Um, and so I, I just I just really have been appreciative of how God is creative and how God designed mm. us to be creative. And that even in isolation, it's kind of allows us to draw on that creativity in different ways. And um, that's just something that I particularly have valued in this time. I love that. Yeah, I love that you're picking up guitar. We had that's, it in the garage. I'm just nice. picked, I just picked it up, and Ben likes to strum it. Now he doesn't want me playing because it takes away time from me playing with him. Mm. So he always tells me, "Daddy, no guitar." <laughs> me. When I'm trying to play, and I'm like, "Make uh, me an I'm, obstacle course right now." <laughs> I have to learn, Ben. Yeah, obstacle course. Exactly Do an right. obstacle course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, yeah. I just um, yeah. I think. I think a bunch of the other kind of things that we've talked about are a little deeper, you know, like anchoring and lamenting and communication and stuff like that. But it's important to also have fun in it too. And I think the creativity part is that fun part. Yeah, that's that's awesome. One of the things I've been doing to be creative or stay creative is I'm, I, w- I really want to learn Spanish. I enjoyed it in school, but I never thought about pursuing it after school. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't take any Spanish courses in college or anything like that, but um, I found this YouTube channel. I just went on YouTube and was like digital immersion for Spanish learners. 
and a bunch of different channels popped up and I found one I really like that's it's it's fun it's interesting it doesn't feel like I'm in school yeah, yeah. learning and yeah I want to take advantage of living in southern california and especially where I live you know I could walk outside and maybe english is the second or third language i hear yeah. first so i really it's something i'm really intrigued in and fascinated with and i think um what i'm learning is like the sentence structure the way mm -hmm. there's a completely different way to express thoughts yep um which is really cool mm -hmm. when you get, when you talk about thinking about it in terms of creativity um languages are extremely creative and it's not like there's one universal language and we all just say the words differently. There's different ways to communicate different things and there's different ideas and that's really blowing my mind. Um, but yeah, it's a Well, we look forward thing. for you doing a doable episode in Spanish. Maybe I'll do an intro in Spanish. There you go. No, okay. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> David, our producer, also knows Spanish. He so does. He bakes, he knows You're a very... We need to get you on the podcast, get you a mic. There you go. You've out of the headphones <laughs> and talking. Um, yeah. Maybe you can teach me some stuff. We'll see. I like but, it. Yeah. Anything else, Jason? Those have been, I think, six kind of key things mm -hmm. that we've taken away. So for the doable discipleship section for this week, our encouragement is for you to kind of take some intentional time to think through what you have learned how you have grown, how you have adapted, and really think through what what do you want to take with you when things go back to normal? Like, are there are there changes that you have made that you want to keep and you want to adopt them as a, a value? Mm -hmm. Are there are there values that you had that you appreciate more and you want to be more intentional about? You know, even taking the six that we've just talked about, like, are there any of those that you want to kind of spend more time with or yeah. like yeah. take to heart in a new way? So don't just listen to what we've been saying and talking about, but choose something to kind of act on out of it too. That's what it means to make it doable. Absolutely. And if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and drop us a comment. What are you learning? What do you hope to learn? Uh, we read those we love what you guys say. It's super encouraging to us. But yeah, let us know uh, in the comments what what's going on, what you're learning. Yeah, and of course, you're always welcome to email us at maturity at saddleback.com. Absolutely. Um, you're always welcome to leave us a rating or review um, on, on the podcast uh, app or um, on YouTube. Just click that like button or subscribe if you haven't. Um, so for the next couple weeks, we're going to uh, be enjoying a couple of Rewind episodes. Um, and then starting in June, we've talked about it for a while. It's coming. It's coming. We're going to be doing the time season. Finally. We're gonna it be is time going, for it time. It is time for time. We're going to be going in-depth on the topic of time. We're going to have some teaching episodes, like where we're talking about... Um, different types of time or, or or different ways to think about time. Yep. We're going to be having some great interviews with some different people. We'll have some conversations with some other people from our team. Um, it's going to be a whole it's thing. It's going to be there's, good. There's a lot to dig into on the subject of time, and especially as we're coming out of this 
stay-at-home season where time has basically felt like a time warp. Absolutely. Yeah, like, absolutely. Time has become almost like meaningless. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and so we thought it was important to kind of recognize that and just talk about uh, time and what the Bible says about time and, and all that great stuff. So, um, so we hope that you continue to join us for the next couple weeks when we have our rewinds and then we will see you fresh again in June for time. Have a great week, friends. (laughs) See you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.